Hello there, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. We are talking about Kings 3 through 5, and um, I wanted to talk about the Proverbs, I think, yeah, uh, the Proverbs that somebody the, wrote. The 3,000 Proverbs that he said. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All these Proverbs. Um, so, who wrote the book of Proverbs? Who indeed? The author, apparently, is King Solomon, mostly. Uh, but he, okay, so he likely penned chapters 1 to 29 of Proverbs, and then a man named Augur wrote chapter 30, and King Lemuel wrote chapter 31. Huh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm excited when we get there, because it's like a throwback. <laughs> it's like throwback edition. <laughs> You're right. And then Psalms, is this another book in the Bible? There's like Proverbs and then also Psalms? Yeah. It's Psalms and then Proverbs, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Psalms... Um, 18 Psalms of Solomon, apparently, but, but this, okay, this says that it's a pseudo figraphical or figraphic work. I don't know mm-hmm. if I read that right. How do you spell that word? I've never heard Pygraphic, that. Pygraphic, pseudo pygraphic work written. <laughs> How do you spell that? Pygraphic, <laughs> P-S-E-U-D-E-P-I-G-R- P-H-I-C. Pseudopographic. Wait, you, you, gotta be, you gotta be missing a vowel in there. Pseudo... Pseudopographic. Po-graphic? P-I-graphic. Pseudopographic, according to Merriam-Webster, is of or relating to pseudopedography... That's really helpful. Super helpful. Falsely or wrongly, falsely or wrongly attributed. Wrongly attributed. That's that's what it is. Okay. Well, it says that it's that. It's a work written in the (laughs) mid to later first century BCE. Mm. A superficial survey of the composition shows it to consist of 18 psalms written in imitation of the biblical Psalter and ascribed to King Solomon. So it's not real? Yeah, I guess just that it I was mean, written much not later. Bi- not in any biblical canon is what it says. So, so, it's like, okay, it's like if someone today wrote a book of like quotes from Buddha and Confucius and stuff without websites like fake Buddha and stuff that like show you what they actually didn't say, but people have kind of misquoted as being by them be like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, this got passed on through the years as maybe being Solomon, but they've probably changed over the years. People remembered them wrong and that's what got written down. Maybe. Well, and then there's this like cute little whiteboard graphic that I just found that says the psalmists and David wrote 73 maybe 12 more. Asaph, I don't know who that is. David's worship leader wrote 12. Korah. Not a not, worship leader. Korah. Yeah, Korah, like Legend of Korah. Yeah. A major Levite family wrote 11. Orphans, it says. No designated just, psalmist. Just wrote orphans. <laughs> yeah, not wrote not. 50. And then minor <laughs> contributors. Solomon, it says two. Moses, it says one. Hmm. Ethan, one. And He-Man. He-Man wrote <laughs> yeah, one. There it is. <laughs> Hell He's yeah. Back. He wrote, Wanna wake up? That's the one he wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I need to uh to to take a picture of this because I like it. I'm gonna copy it and maybe we'll throw it in in something for all y'all. To the Facebook group. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Perfect. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Cool. What, did, what did you look up, Dedeker? I looked up all I could find about this baby cutting parable because honestly, I'm like, this is such a famous story about King Solomon and it's so ubiquitous. This has got to be a story that shows up in other cultures and at other times because we found that with many Bible stories, mm-hmm. like the story of the flood. That's a story that shows up in many, many different cultures. Right. It's not unique to the Bible. So, first of all, funny story. So, with my partner Alex, we're playing this video game together called Yes, Your Grace, which huh. um, it's a very good game, but the crux of it is that you are a king and petitioners are coming before you peasants and knights and stuff like that and you're like cut them in half well okay so they're coming to you with your problems and the game does a a callback to this story where two women come before you and they're like uh like this woman rolled on her baby in her sleep and her baby died and then she swapped the baby really like literally literally exactly the same same, you know and so you know they tell literally the exact same story and then the game gives you your options and you know and alex is like oh gosh what what are we gonna do and i'm like wait wait (laughs) You don't you don't know this story? He's like, no, no. I'm like, you don't know the story of what? King Solomon and the babies. He's like, Wait, really? no. I yes, really. He had never, ever, ever heard that story what? at all. Wow. Yeah, I was like, you seriously, this doesn't seem familiar to you at all. He's like, no. So I was like, well, obviously we have to cut the baby in half. And he's like, what, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, that's clearly the answer. (laughs) And that was the answer. You know, the game didn't even try to do anything tricksy. It was just like, that was the answer. Um, Wow. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I looked it up and sure enough, um, historians have found specifically, the specific number is there's 22 similar stories in world folklore and literature. So this story shows up in a lot of different places, particularly in India and in the East. So Hmm. one of the older versions of this story is actually from India, and it deals with actually an incarnation of Buddha. So like the Buddha, when he was in his previous incarnation as the sage Mahosada, who again is this very wise sage, he's judging this case between a woman and a yakshini who's disguised as a woman and a yakshini is kind of like a nature spirit sort of who's disguised as a woman so that i thought was interesting because it kind of makes one of the figures maybe a little bit more evil actually because they're not actually human i see not Hmm. just another person yeah Yeah. and in this story this incarnation of buddha he decides you're going to do a tug of war so oh. you're each going to tug on the baby and whoever can pull the baby over the line gets them. And this is different from the kind of slice them in half story because the baby actually gets tugged and it's like the mother sees that the baby's in pain and that's what prompts right. her to be like, no, Goodness. no, no, I'm going to let him go. You know? And so that's how the sage knows, okay, you clearly you're the real mother. And wow. then he reveals your Yakshini be gone. And that's mm. how, how it ends. Oh. Gosh. Yeah, so so this story has shown up in a lot of different cultures, um, often attributed to you know the wisdom of a particular king, of just how great he is and what a great right. judge he is. Um, people are pointing out the fact, or experts are pointing out the fact that this does resemble the modern detective story, essentially, of kind of giving both a riddle and a test to a certain mm. extent right, at the same time, right. you know, and... The riddle part of it is interesting um, because I was also reading about the fact that like in this version of the story, these women are specifically named as prostitutes, which is not the case yeah. in other versions of the story in other cultures necessarily. Well, and, and like, I didn't why know is that. And especially. Yeah. Si- I didn't know that about the story either. I was like, oh, 
I thought yeah, that there I totally were just forgot ladies. That. Just women. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. same thing. Same, yeah. yeah. Um, and especially because of the fact that, like, this story doesn't really comment on the fact that they're prostitutes. Like, they don't no. condemn them necessarily. So, like, why is that important? Right. And some people are pointing out the fact that, like, this is maybe just part of the riddle nature of it or kind of the mind trap nature of this story because of the fact that it's like, yeah, these two women are prostitutes, which means they live alone just with each other. They can't afford mm. servants. So no one else is around. They don't have husbands. So no one else is around. And so that's why you can't find any other contextual information about these women. You know, it is kind of like, I think of like those mind trap puzzles of like, we're just going to give you a very limited set of information about this mm. riddle and now figure out who, like who killed this guy and how. And the answer is always, an icicle. Oh yeah. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, oh, I do. You talking about those like lateral thinking <laughs> puzzles? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yes. Yeah. That yeah. some people are thinking okay. like this may have originated as kind of a lateral thinking puzzle. Huh. You know. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it's That's yeah, cool. fascinating. And of course, this story in particular shows up a ton in art and sculpture and at all these things. Wow. Okay. Gosh. All right. So, so the thing that I tried to look up was about the World English Bible and why the versions don't match each other <laughs> that we mm, discovered today yeah, during yeah. the episode. And so, so get this. So I pulled up the version that we have on our website at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read, uh, which is one that I downloaded as part of a package of like data files for a few different open source translations mm -hmm. or not open source, but uh, public domain, sorry, public domain translations. And that's the one that I put in our server. So I compared the version that we have on our website with the version from Bible Gateway and the version from BibleStudyTools.com, as well as the version from the official ebible.org World English Bible, e -bible site. Like that's, org. So that's the one where like they actually published the latest drafts of this. So that's like the official site where they put it. Uh, WorldEnglish.Bible is their official site. But when you look at the translations, it links to ebible.org, which has some other translations, but it seems like kind of a wiki maybe for, for Bible translations. And anyway, what I found was this. So our version of it that we have on our site that was from a package that I downloaded that had this translation in it, it says, Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon, semicolon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father, colon, for Hiram was ever a lover of David. Hmm. And then I looked at BibleStudyTools.com, and theirs is exactly the same as ours. But oh. then I, I looked at Bible Gateway, which is the one I was reading today, and that says, Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon, semicolon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the place of his father, comma, not colon, and Hiram had always loved David hmm. instead of had always been a lover mm. of David. And then I looked at this one um, on eBible. And it matches the one from Bible Gateway. Huh. So ours matches the ones from Bible Study Tools, and the one in Bible Gateway matches the one that's on their official site. Interesting. And so what I looked into is that this initial translation was done, which was based on the American Standard Version of the Bible, which was also in the public domain, but sounded kind of more like the King James, had all the these and thous and that kind of stuff in it. 
and that the first pass of the World English Bible was just replacing archaic words with modern words, hmm. but not really changing anything else, just keeping it pretty much the same as that version. And then through like secondary passes through it, have started adding things like some punctuation, uh, like adjusting punctuation or actually adjusting some things. And then also you can give feedback as a reader if you find typos and things like that, that then they'll release new versions. Oh, fun. So what I've learned is that Bible Gateway apparently has the more recent version, which I looked uh, at like when the file was updated because I downloaded a new file and I'll see if I can update our site to use the newest version. Um, but it was updated in July of 2020. So, oh, like, so like wow. super Just recently. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there are maybe somewhat regular updates that happen. Um, Great. But anyway, so super exciting. So maybe we'll update the version on our site, assuming the formats of the two files are similar enough to each other that I can port that over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that it's kind of this ongoing thing that even now is still being updated and stuff, which is pretty wild and kind of cool when you think about it. Lucky Absolutely. Us. Heck yes. Yes. We live in a world with a living translation of the Bible. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I thought it was super cool. Uh, the FAQ on their website is also really interesting. It goes into a lot of information about different things like, like one question is, when will the World English Bible be completed? And their answer is, mm. it is complete. Although we may choose to correct any typos or problems <laughs> that are never. found. So it's like, <laughs> so, never. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they also say that, you know, you can, you can use it, you can take it, you can change it, you can do whatever you want with it because it's public domain. However, if you change it, they ask that you just don't call it the World English Bible anymore. So it's like the name's copyrighted, but the translation itself isn't. So as I had said in the past, we could make our own version of this, do all the fixes we want, add all the punctuation we want, and we can just call it, you know, the World Drunk Bible or something like that, <laughs> the WDB. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's what I got for you. And we're looking forward to continuing on with Solomon building a temple, I suppose, <laughs> next week. <laughs> building yet another temple. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. We will see you all there next week. <laughs> <laughs>